Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 43 of Revelation chapter 14. We're continuing to look at verse 15. And another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud, Thrust in thy sickle and reap, for the time is come for thee to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. And we've been discussing God's end-time harvest, the final harvest that comes at the end of the world. According to Matthew 13:39, the harvest is the end of the world or the end of the age. And uh, at that time, God will send in the sickle. He will send forth his people as we read in John 4:38, I sent you to reap. He will send in his people to reap the harvest, to gather his elect And at the same time, in that process, the unsaved will be uh, gathered for burning, gathered for destruction. Uh, One interesting thing, uh, the word harvest, the Greek word is therismos. It's number 2326 in Strong's Concordance. And it comes from therizo, which is 2325, and therizo is the word for reap. So harvest and reaping, which makes sense, are very closely related. But um, that word, therizo, comes from Strong's 2330, which is theros. And theros is translated as summer in the Bible. And we've pointed out before, Harvest and summer are synonymous. And and they're also uh, very closely related Greek words. And so we can understand when we read summer is nigh and that kind of statement, God is indicating harvest is near. Harvest is, is close at hand. Well, um, we went to the book of Proverbs last time. And we saw a couple of uh, very important warnings that the Lord gave concerning harvest. One was in Proverbs 6 where he referred us to the ant and he, he told us to consider her ways and be wise because especially the, the one uh, aspect of the ant was pointed out to us that she provideth her meat in the summer, and gathereth her food in the harvest. And uh, along with that, God gave a warning about sleeping. How long, it says in Proverbs 6, 9, Wilt thou sleep, O sluggard? When wilt thou arise out of thy sleep? Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, so shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth 
and they want is an armed man. And that isn't the only time that God warns about sleeping at harvest time. Also in Proverbs 10, verse 5, it says, He that gathereth in summer, and again, remember, summer and harvest are synonymous, is a wise son. But he that sleepeth in harvest is a son that causeth shame. And and so here uh, we we find very direct warnings to God's children, sons of God. If you're gathering in summer, now why would God say that when the harvest is the end of the world? Unless his people were living on the earth at that time and sent forth to reap and and therefore the command would have application to them the task would be given to them and and they should be about their duty and uh, obeying God as his servant and doing his will and reaping the harvest that great multitude that were saved out of great tribulation and and be busy in that work. But on the other hand, if Judgment Day comes, as it did on May 21, 2011, and people are turned back from uh, even wanting to discuss Judgment Day, they have no interest in the coming of Christ, and now... Um, some of the same people that were loudly professing, Judgment Day will be May 21, 2011. It's the appointed day. Now we'll tell you, oh, no man knows a day or hour. And has this been an improvement? Is it um, helped them to uh, be more diligent in their Christian walk and being a child of God and being a servant of the Lord? No. They're, they're not even actively busy for all we can tell uh, because there seems to be no activity, no track trips, no one um, saying, hey, I'm going out handing out tracks. Why don't you come with me? That, that I know who believes that the gospel is continuing. Of course, there might be some here or there. It's not even important if people do do that when God is not with them. God is not going out with them on track trips if they were to go. He's not with them as they're evangelizing, encouraging people to salvation. God is not in that program any longer at all. And ultimately, that is the most important thing. But but as far as the spiritual condition of those that ought to know better, of those that profess to be true believers, that those that uh, would acknowledge the church age is over and that we were in the Great Tribulation and so forth. It can only be said that those that are continuing to believe that God is still saving, that certainly they're in some kind of stupor. They're in uh, They're involved in a spiritual sleep because... Of their inactivity, and 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 certainly they are completely inactive in reaping the harvest, which can only be accomplished by continuing to proclaim the truth that God has opened up to us. 
that it was judgment day on that date, that salvation has ended, and now the messengers of God are gathering together the elect, feeding them with this information coming forth from the word of God. And he that sleepeth in harvest is a son that causes shame. Now in two places, two key places in the New Testament, the Lord makes reference to sleeping. We read one of them last time in Mark 13. He makes reference to sleeping concerning Judgment Day, which would also be harvest time, as as we're seeing in Revelation 14. Judgment Day is likened to harvest. And so in Mark 13, verse 33, Take ye heed, watch and pray, for ye know not when the time is. For the Son of Man is as a man taking a far journey, who left his house and gave authority to his servants, and to every man his work, and commanded the porter to watch. Watch ye therefore, for ye know not when the master of the house cometh, at even, or at midnight, or at the cock crowing, or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. And what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. There God is again, he relating the idea of sleeping in judgment day, or or Christ coming in judgment, and there people are found sleeping, just as he warns about sleeping in harvest. It's a very dangerous thing, because if you're found sleeping, it, it will lead to poverty. And we saw that verse in Proverbs that says, that their poverty is their destruction. It, it's language that is basically saying these are unsafe people, they will be destroyed. And, and, uh, sleeping in harvest therefore is an evidence of not being saved. And we can see why that would be because it's the wise, like the ant, who gathers her food in summer, and and in harvest time, it's the wise son who is busy at harvest, and and the other son who would be the foolish is the one that causes shame, and it's the wise that will understand. It is the wise man's heart that discerneth both time and judgment. So the child of God who is granted wisdom, the Lord Jesus, to indwell uh, them, has discernment concerning both the time, May 21, 2011, the appointed day, and the nature of judgment, a spiritual judgment that took place. And and that's key. It, it's um, it, it's uh, necessary to understand that in order to get working to be busy laboring reaping the harvest at this time if you don't understand may 21 2011 was judgment day and it was a spiritual judgment well then you're you're going to be involved in the malaise that is that is overcoming so many that you're you're going to be sleeping at this time and and you will not 
respond to God's command to reap, to go again, prophesy again, as uh, the Lord says, or to publish these things concerning the fall of Babylon and conceal them not. There will be a lack of discerning time or judgment, and therefore you'll not reap. But God's people, the wise, are given discernment. They understand they will, therefore, as a result, be involved in the process. Once the true believer hears the command of God, because God makes sure of this, just as he did in the days leading up to May 21, it was the Lord that stirred up his people to work in getting out the gospel, sowing seed like never before, because God moved within them to will and do of his good pleasure. Likewise, it's God's spirit within his people that will cause them to respond to once again uh, be involved in, in this particular work. Now, over in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, in 1 Thessalonians 5, we find another passage where the Lord is describing Judgment Day. And I'm going to read from verse 1. 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 and following. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light, and the children of the day. We are not of the night, nor of darkness. Therefore let us not sleep, as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken, are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet the hope of salvation. For God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. And here we uh, uh, were familiar with uh, this passage in many ways, because this is one place where God speaks of Christ coming as a thief, and uh, when he does so, that day will not overtake you as a thief, indicating that the people of God will have foreknowledge and be forewarned about that day as we were. And then God speaks of those in darkness are as though they sleep, sleeping in the night. As it says in verse 7, they that sleep, sleep in the night. And what else have we learned? God speaks of a work day, 12 hours long. And the last hour, the 11th to the 12th, typified the Great Tribulation. That 12-hour day pictured the day of salvation. It is the day Christ referred to when he said that uh, while it is day, he must work the works of him that sent him. And what was that work? 
according to John 6, um, 27 through 29, this is the work of God that ye believe. And that's the work that Christ must work while it was day, throughout the day of salvation. He worked that particular work of granting belief or faith to those that he saved. But then it says in John 9, 4, The night cometh when no man can work. And and that is picturing judgment day. Christ comes as a thief in the night. He comes at the end of the work day, and it is uh, judgment day. Of course, it's a spiritual judgment at first, and that's what took place beginning on that date of May 21. And yet it is spiritual nighttime. And let me read verses 6 and 7 again of 1 Thessalonians 5. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober, for they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. Notice how God is connecting sleep to night. And as we saw, the the end of the workday, the, the night, the spiritual night came at the end of the Great Tribulation. And, and that's why the Bible says immediately after the Tribulation, the sun is dark and the moon does not give its light and the stars will fall. And, and those are the lights that are in the heaven. Without the lights, you have darkness. A darkness that, in many ways, it, it's an apt way of describing may be felt. It is so spiritually dark. And they that sleep, sleep in the night. You see how God is emphasizing once again, sleeping in harvest, sleeping in judgment. When when he comes and finds men sleeping, as we read in Mark 13, it's judgment day, and sleeping in the night because they're in darkness. They They lack spiritual sight. They cannot perceive what is happening as God has brought about a spiritual judgment on the world. But on the other hand, let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. Now, as well as sleep, there is an association or a tie-in made with drunkenness. They that sleep, sleep in the night. They that be drunken are drunken in the night. And it is interesting that as far as sleeping when Christ comes, uh, we, we only find that kind of language in Mark 13. But Mark 13 is a parallel passage to Matthew 24 and Luke 21. But we don't find sleeping mentioned there when the Lord comes, but we do find drunkenness mentioned. Uh, for instance, let's go to Matthew 24, beginning in verse 42. Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be also ready. 
for in such an hour as ye think not the Son of Man cometh. Who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his Lord has made ruler over his house, his household, to give them meat in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Verily I say unto you, that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. But, and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming, and shall begin to smite his fellow servants, and to eat and drink with the drunken, the Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him, and in an hour that he is not aware of, and shall cut him asunder, and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now notice how God ties together um, the statement that the evil servant is saying in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming. Now why would a servant of God, a professed servant of God, say that unless he had thought that the Lord would come at a certain time? But when the Lord does not come at that time that was expected, well, then this servant says in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming. And and notice what that thought of the heart leads to. That was said in verse 48. And then in verse 49, after saying, My Lord delayeth his coming, it says, And shall begin to smite his fellow servants, and to eat and drink with the drunken. Now, since it says to begin to smite his fellow servants, we can gather that uh, he was not smiting them beforehand, that he decided, after thinking, my Lord delayeth his coming, thinking that in his heart, that for some reason this could allow him to smite his fellow servants and eat and drink with the drunken. Now, can you see how perfectly that fits with the situation in the time after the tribulation, May 21, 2011? I have to admit that there was a time when I was shocked. And I didn't think anything in the spiritual arena could shock me um, any longer after going through the Great Tribulation and and especially with so many in the churches so angry and and hostile to the true teaching of the Bible and those that that dared to uh, proclaim it that the church age was over and and the many cries of heresy and and that's a teaching of Satan, and and so there was there was much um, reviling of God's people, and and uh, we at E Bible Fellowship experienced it with many others, and yet um, I, I thought after a while you get accustomed to it, and really it didn't bother me at all. But then after May twenty one twenty eleven. And especially after October 21, 2011, I was stunned, really, I, I, I'll admit, by not 
that I was being reviled, not that e-Bible was being reviled and other true believers were being reviled or Mr. Camping was being reviled, but I was stunned by who was doing the reviling. The same people just a few months earlier, just just a matter of days really earlier, that were in seemingly perfect agreement with us as we, I thought, were walking hand in hand and I thought had understood the word of God. And these same people were turning on those that that were continuing to trust in the very same teachings that they had themselves trusted in. And, and some of them were, um, were even teachers of, of these things. And, and, uh, uh, at first that when this one and then another and another and another and another, it, it was, uh, initially shocking. And it took a little while, but then after God revealed what he was doing, he revealed his program of testing his people, trying the house to see what the foundation is, trying each professed believer to see if we're a true believer, gold, silver, or stone, or wood, hay, stubble. And and then when God laid out his whole program of judgment, well, then it all made sense. And once we understand from the Bible, then it helps us in our life. It helps us to deal with things and after not too long, once again, this sort of reviling became just as expected as the reviling of those within the churches during the Great Tribulation. Of course, there was anger and weeping and gnashing of teeth against the true believers in the Day of Judgment because the judgment had come to them, just as previously it was focused on those in the churches and they reacted angrily. Well, now God brought the judgment home. He brought it to individuals that perhaps thought they could escape the judgment of God simply by leaving a church. No, no, we cannot escape God's judgment except through the grace and mercy of God and salvation. And these people began to give evidence that they were not saved. Well, I won't say they're not saved, but it's certainly evidence when someone professes to be a true believer and then turns and reviles and beats their fellow servants and eats and drinks with the drunken. It, it It's evidence of sleeping in harvest, of being drunken in the harvest time. Well, when we get together. We'll look a little bit more of what God means by drunken. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.